on this computer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to technically episode three of the Three Bagger Podcast. I am here with J-Rob Central as per normal as we are live for another episode. We understand we were gone for a while, okay? You know, we were busy. I was at the winter meetings one week and then last week, I don't even remember, but we were, we were busy for sure. That's all I know. I was making money in Vegas, so that's you right. Know, you were in Vegas, very, very busy. <laughs> yep, he, dude, dudes built different. Gambling <laughs> machine. Comment, comment if you need any gambling uh, advice. Yeah, I'll leave a comment guessing uh, the amount I made. I started with twenty dollars, and if you, anyone gets it right, I'll just shout you out or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll do something <laughs> else. <laughs> that sounds that sounds good. But there's a lot to talk about. Um, both of our teams signed star shortstops which is kind of crazy to think about true true. so let me ask you for your initial reaction and i'll answer after you carlos correa now a giant how do you feel don't really like it now i'm going to tell you why there's just way too much money and some of that money could have been done with a deal for carlos motherfucking rodon to have that guy come back and create a rotation again would have been amazing but now we have an incredibly weak, maybe one of the weakest rotations in the NL West. And we're not going to be competitive because our pitching is not competitive. Now we're dealing with some offensive power, right? Great. Mm-hmm. Some power on that shortstop, but where else is that hitting? There's nowhere else. I think that has that kind of hit hitting kick capabilities. And we should have focused on like catcher or someone in the outfield, but mainly we had to focus on our starting pitching. That's just what had to be done. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about B crawd third base? um that'll be interesting i'm gonna be uh very neutral with that opinion i'd much rather have him at second base i would like that um but if we see him at third base and he actually does well i I don't see a problem with it who's your guys's current starting second baseman listella it was listella um i might have to look back and really see uh who played there the most this year um, but I, because I remember we had Wilmer Flores play there a lot. Um, we also had, what was that guy's name? He was, I had a punchable face. He went to the Astros. Dubon. I hated yeah, Dubon. I hated Dubon. Hated. Of course. Well, I don't like him either, but he played a little bit of second too, um, before he got traded. Um, but it was mainly Wilmer Flores, I believe. Mm, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Now I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about Xander Bogarts. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's oh, your opinion? On my Carlos opinion Correa? on Carlos Correa. Yeah. I don't know if my opinion's valid. You I said you want to do it, but I had to go first. Remember? I think, I think it's a good signing. Like, I don't, I don't hate the signing. It's just, it's not enough to compete, but it's a, it's a signing that'll, that'll put butts in seats. And I think my favorite part about it is how much are Dodger fans going to hate? Oh, that guy? yes. He is. Yes. He was public enemy number one before this happened. Now yeah. he's playing on on the Dodgers' rival team. Like, what the heck? I, hey. Hopefully, he makes it out of Chavez Ravine alive. We need some uh, Sunday night baseball on ESPN in Dodger Stadium when the Giants come into town. That's what that should be. That'd be <laughs> sick. And Carlos Correa hits a home run. The score is now sixteen to one. Dodgers goes up to Max Muncy saying, "You get that out of the ocean, bitch." <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, I don't mind it. I think that out of all the players that signed, Correa will have the most longevity, and he also signed the longest contract. So I think yeah. he's bound to have the most longevity 
the thing about these 11, 13-year contracts is you're signing the guy for the current moment, and you're also not going to, like, probably most of these guys that when they get into their 40s or even their late 30s in these contracts, they're going to get DFA'd. They'll just eat the money, whatever. That's I mean, that's basically what the Padres did with Hosmer. Yeah. And that seems to be the strategy. Like, just you get them off the roster, they're fine paying them. So if that's the case, that's the case. Now we're going to move on to the shortstop invading San Diego. And maybe it's me and maybe because we're just looking at the money numbers. But listen, at the end of the day, it's not my money. So I shouldn't really care. But yeah. it's like... <laughs> 280 is a lot of money for Xander Bogarts. I'm not listen, Xander Bogarts is a five-time silver slugger. He's a great baseball player. But you're talking about 280 for a guy that's like, I don't know, just he doesn't give me that like almost 300 million dollar vibe. I said 220 to 260 was his market. So I guess I was close, but I wasn't expecting him to get 11 years as well. Yeah. Um he he's he's a great addition. But the Padres need more. So here's what I'm going to say. It's I don't like this contract, not because of his talent. I don't like it because of the available space now for the Padres going forward. Like Soto, like how the hell are we going to pay this dude now? You know, how the Padres going to pay him? They're going to pay him. You know that. But then when they pay him, who else are they going to get? Listen, the, the interesting thing that. Pete Seidler, the owner of the Padres, said after signing Soto, and I mean, not after signing Soto, after signing Bogarts was, you know, the Padres are considered a small market team. Yes, they're a small media market, but population wise, they're top 10 in the country. It doesn't make sense how that really happens. Like San Diego is the eighth largest population. But either way, besides that, the one interesting thing is Xander Bogarts said that Pete Seidler promised no peaks and valleys through the years of this contract on their salary. They're going to run it up to this amount every single year. I mean, like the interesting thing when I interviewed Nightingale at the winter meetings, Bob Nightingale said, the Padres don't care. Pete Seiler doesn't care. They're going to re-sign Soto. They're going to try to sign Otani next offseason. He said they basically don't care about money. Money's not an issue for them. So Fair enough. But then you're going to have to start doing those luxury taxes and uh, all that crazy stuff getting affected with the draft as well. And maybe that might affect them down the road. I love how they're, you know, they know it's their, their couple of years right here, right now. Um, but I hope this just doesn't bite them in the ass, like eight years down the road, you know. They they have the best scouting. I don't think it really matters that they lose a second and fifth round pick for the next three years. I'm yeah. not really, they just, we also just signed the number one international prospect uh who's a catcher he's really really good and he's 16 years old and he signed for 5.6 million which is kind of yeah, crazy well, yeah if you, but, if you tell me he's number one prospect yeah i, I can guarantee he's pretty good <laughs> yep um but now moving on to the next shortstop dansby swanson to the cubs yeah. i felt like this was predictable i don't know why i wanted him either in la or in boston um it was predictable for him to go to chicago but thinking of like competitive baseball for those two markets and like increasing the value for LA against San Diego or increasing the value of Boston versus New York. I feel like Swanson would have been a great addition for that and creating more media and marketing attention for those two areas. Mm -hmm. Um, The Cubs aren't going to get that as much only because 
they're not there yet. They're getting very close. I think they need two more pieces before they're even talked about in regards to the Brewers or the Cardinals. I mean, their Cubs are brewing something. Okay. They they're, are. They're, 100%. They're signing Jameson Tyon. They they signed Marcus Stroman last year. They signed yeah. Cody Bellinger this year. And now you oh. add Dansby to it. Here's one person I think they should get. They need a first baseman. Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt, his name has not been really popped around. I know. Get him. Get him, and we'll talk about the Cubs a little bit differently. I swear to God, because they don't have a first baseman right now. They don't. There's no one on their roster. There's no one. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I I think I heard uh, talking baseball saying that. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting. So. Um, last major signing. We need a recap before we hop into current day news. Carlos wrote on to the Yankees. I know how you're gonna feel about Rodon, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing the opposite side of you. I'm gonna, we're gonna good cop bad cop this. Okay. I I just like I like Carlos Rodon. I think he's a great pitcher. Thirty million in a year for a guy that's never thrown out over 180 180 innings pitched in his career, and has arm trouble. That's a recipe for disaster at a very pitcher friendly ballpark. Yep. I just love it because here's the thing. They already have an amazing uh, rotation over in New York. So if they need him to sit down and they need to give him like one every six days or however they cycle it with them, you know, they they can get him out of the bullpen if they wanted to. The only thing I know is that he is going to really help out with that team. And what, like, what did the Yankees have to lose with getting them? Nothing. Nothing. No, that was, I mean, that was their guy. I'm, I have a couple buddies that are Yankees fans, and they they kind of said this is the guy. We, besides Judge, we have to sign this. Yeah. Once you got Judge, you need one more guy. This is your guy, and yeah, well done, was, Good job. They they still have. It's weird because they have such a high payroll, but they still have like a decent amount of holes. Like Isaiah Kiner Falef as their starting right. shortstop. Well, Third base is Josh Donaldson. That's where the young guys coming in uh, throughout the season is going to make it exciting for them. I don't that's think they're going to be that good. But like like Peraza, sure, we'll see what happens with him. But I don't think like there's going to be a lot of guys ready for the Yankees. Like all Volpe, the young guys, Volpe's supposed to be ready. Ah, no, but like you're in a New York crowd, and you're expected so much for this team. It's like there's going to be times where this guy's getting booed, and he's uh-huh. like, "Well, I'm like, what? How's he like 21 or 22?" It's like, well, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm in New York getting booed. Like, this kind of sucks, you know? And then that's yeah. going to play. Well, what's his name who they called up last year really got embraced by the New York crowd? Because he he showed it. He I, showed I can't it. think of his name off the top of my head right now. Um, is it Oswald Peraza or is it someone else? No, Oswald Peraza is a current prospect for them. That was in AAA. Um, uh, someone else. What's his it's name? Like Os- it's like something Cabrera. Let me, I'll actually do some research right now. Um. Well, while we're doing that, I'm actually really excited about this Rodon signing for the Yankees. I really am going to be confused when I see him without his uh, facial hair. Weird. Well, um, it's going to be bizarre to me. I'm going to probably laugh my ass off when I see it for the first time. But the same thing happened with Garrett Cole and mm-hmm. Gallo and Rodrigo Door. Did I say Roged? What the hell? Rodrigo R- R- That one was R- weird. That was the weirdest. No one's going to be weird than that. Oswaldo Cabrera was left field. That was him. Yep. Um, so, Oswald, Oswald Peraza is the prospect. prospect yes. So we're just making it fucking confusing with Oswald and Oswaldo. It's like fuck off, people. Like this. They is have 
right now they have issues at second base, shortstop, third base, and left field. There there are some holes. And I think if um, Oswald Peraza comes up, shortstop, that'll be good. Uh, left field, if Cabrera finds a way to like show a presence like he did for a couple weeks last season and be more consistent. Um, and if DJ LeMahieu can get fucking healthy, dude, like, and Glaber needs to, Glaber needs to just get out there and try a new, new, uh, city out, dude. I think he just does not fit in with New York anymore. Yeah. New York fans want him traded. Yeah. So they're going to have one hole when DJ comes back. And if Oswaldo Cabrera is healthy, he plays good, but there, that, that means that there's so much that has to be right in order for this team to be good. And if one of those things fucks up, it's like, you know, this it's, team's going to be they're, a they're gonna hard do, team, if not worse than that. They're doing then they're doing all that just to lose to the Astros, right? It's very That's true. Yeah. Very true. Um, so now we're pretty much caught up on the signings. Uh, we had a couple moves today, at least off the top of my head. Seth Lugo to the Padres was an interesting move. Uh, he wants to be a starter, but from what I've heard from Mets fans, he has arm problems, but he wants to start. He started one time, one season in his career, and he had, a, had the worst career year. So mm. that's very interesting. Um, but not a bad signing money-wise. You know, he wasn't a bad signing. Another rapid-fire signing, Noah Syndergaard to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one because, let's be honest here, when the Dodgers sign guys like him, they have a plan. Yeah. For whatever reason, they have a plan. Just it's I don't know. They they find a way to do it. Um, but yeah, there's a couple couple of these back end players. Their markets are starting to heat up because we're getting to that time of the year where you know teams that were unable to get the top end guys are now sitting back and looking at the back end guys. Yeah, uh, Conforto, baby, Conforto. I would love the Padres sign Conforto. Oh my God! Stop saying that shit. It probably could happen. I mean, you you could say Padres sign anyone else this off season, even though we don't believe it, it might happen. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your Giants here. Your Giants, you know, they made two signings um, this week, pitching wise. One being an ex Padre and Sean Manaya. Um, how do you feel about signing Sean Manaya? That's a long term project. Um, I want to see him like he was in the beginning of the season last year. That's not going to happen. I think not confident with it, but you know, losing Rodon, we need more depth. Pitching depth has to start somewhere. So Manaya, there you go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some other ones. Taiwan Walker to the Phillies is official. Um, Christian Vasquez signed with the twins and Blue Jay signed Chris Bassett. A lot of a lot of things to talk about there. Tywon Walker's solid. You know what you're getting with him. Christian Vasquez is a solid catcher. Let's talk a bit about Chris Bassett because he was a top tier signing. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy over the guy, to be honest. I am. You I are him. interesting. I love him. Really? He strikes. He throws strikes. But is his his I think his stuff is like It'll work in the regular season. He'll have, you know, a 3.5 to 4 ERA. But when it comes to the postseason, he doesn't have postseason stuff. Yeah, there could be an argument for that. Um, But thinking if I was a Blue Jays fan, I would love to have some more 
rotation depth. You know, number three, number four starter behind Gosman and Manoa. So they have Gosman, Manoa, obviously Bassett. Um, they signed, let's not forget, they signed Barrios to an extension last offseason. They yeah, signed Yusei well, Kikuchi. They got yeah. a lot of pitching now. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot. I don't know their exact rotation order off the top of my head, but they got a lot. Rich get um, richer, and the more the merrier. So, yep. I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Some more interesting stuff. Let's discuss about it. Justin Turner leaving the Dodgers. Like, is is that just not crazy? Like, just thinking about that. Justin Turner signed with the Red Sox. Can you imagine him in a different... I mean, obviously, he played for the Orioles and the Mets, but I can't yeah. imagine looking at him in a different uniform. Ah, uh, well, if he didn't have the amazing second half of the season, I would say this is good for him. But, yeah, he was very good in the second half of the season, like I just said. So, for Dodgers fans, it's kind of like... Bell or Crawford leaving, I think. Yeah. Like one of those guys that you just love, that you love watching uh, grow up, and it's just kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just hope the best for him, you know? And, like, it's he's not on the best team in the world. He's probably not going to make the playoffs in a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a World Series, but you just wish better for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Two years, 22 mil, they signed a new DH. 12 hours prior, one year, 10 mil for J.D. Martinez, which is interesting because apparently J.D. Martinez took a discount to go to L.A., but it's just weird seeing just the fact that Justin Justin Turner on the Red Sox is interesting. The Red Sox are like brewing an ex-Dodgers team. They signed Kenley Jansen this offseason as well. And let's not not forget, they also still have Kike Hernandez. Yeah. Kind of like, it's getting a little weird. I don't know what Chime Bloom's doing there. I mean, for many reasons, Chime Bloom's an idiot right now to be honest you know he let Xander Bogarts go um he let and he needs to extend Rafael Devers and he's dragging his feet doing it I'm like dude gotta do it this year he has to like he cannot wait for the next offseason his next offseason is a free agent dude he's gonna he's gonna go to the Mets he's gonna walk yeah him or him or Machado would end up on the Mets if I had to guess yeah because Machado is apparently going to opt out which I'm I'm very vocal on Machado opting out. First of all, and this is coming from my heart, and people have argued with me on social media about this, and I'm sorry. If you want to be praised as the captain of the Padres, you ever hear of Derek Jeter opting out? It's true. You ever hear of uh, Jason Veritek opting out? No, these guys don't opt out. You don't do that when you're a captain. And... Is he opting out because he wants more years? That's possible. But, I mean, he probably could have waited money. to get his contracts over. No, it's for money. Exactly. So, if if he's looking to get more money, cool. The Padres could sign Rafael Devers instead and extend their window by five years. A good leader would much more sacrifice his contract to win um, rather than the, the opposite, you know. And I feel like Machado's kind of showing his true colors again. Not saying he's a dirty player, but it's just showing that he's a little more for himself. But, you know, if I was a Padres fan and I saw us starting to grow and we see someone like this, a big-time leader showing San Diego what's what's up, saying, hey, I want more money. I care more about that than anything. It's like, well, didn't you care about this project that we have? Do, do you care about winning? Do you care about the future for us? 
It seems like he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, yes, his AAV is $30 million, and he probably would. Eh, I don't know. He's a great baseball player, so it's hard to tell. But, like, the fact of the matter is you shouldn't be doing that. Like, that's my personal opinion. I don't think it – like, I'm going to be vocal about it. I'm not going to lie to you guys and sugarcoat it. It's not – it's it's an immature move by a guy that wants to be known as a team leader. Team leaders don't do that. I'm sorry. It's true. So, mm, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Um, another another signing to discuss, Kodai Sanga signing with the Mets. That was interesting. Um, I really overpriced his market personally. I thought he was going to get over $100 million a year, and he got five years, $75 million. And the more I researched him, the more some people brought up some good points to me. They don't think his stuff is going to work well at the major league level, which is interesting because it's, they said his, his ghost, his ghost fork ball is very easy to read. His fastball is flat. Like, yes, you can throw 96, 97 and get away with it in Japanese league. But if you have a flat fastball in major league baseball, it doesn't work anymore. These hitters are too good, man. Um, Another Japanese signing being uh. Let me make sure I pronounce this right. Masasaka Yoshida, um, the Japanese Juan Soto, as they call him. Don't know what to say about him. Um, do you, did you hear about him? Who he signed again? He signed with the Red Sox. Mm. Yeah, I don't like uh, any player being compared to MLB superstars because not because like he could absolutely be like that, but now it's put a lot of weight on his shoulders. And uh, if he's not that, which he probably won't, then people are like, well, what the fuck? Like, why did we sign him? Like, what, what is this shit? You know, like, we thought he was going to be Juan Soto. Well, too bad, dude. There's only one Juan Soto. He's on San Diego yeah. right now. Too bad. The, the most interesting thing about it is he signed for five years, $90 million. Before the season started, the, the Red Sox offered Xander Bogarts four years, $90 million as an extension. So does that does that mean that... They don't care about Xander Bogarts or like it's just think- ownership, bro. They're stupid. I don't know, man. It's it's tough. But uh Yoshida got he was posted, which if you guys don't know what that means, that means that a team from J- his team from Japan listed him and he had to be pay you had to pay a service fee to get him and you have to pay for his contract. And he signed within five hours of being posted. So that's like basically a player signing. It's like if uh, Carlos Correa signed within five hours of being a free agent. That doesn't make sense. My guess is this offer, five years, $90 million, was just nowhere near any other ballpark offer. And him and his agent went sold. Thank you very much, which I would understand. Can't blame him there. Um, it's, it's an okay signing. I mean, it's it's all right. He's he has a nice short, compact swing. He's pretty good, but I I don't think it should be the same exact guy that you just tried to sign. Um, same contract you just tried to sign your ten year shortstop to. So, face of the franchise, really, too. On top of that, yeah, exactly. It was Devers is the face of the franchise now, and they're still not even locking him down. Yeah. That place is a mess. It's I don't know if it's ownership, if it's the GM. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too much recently. 
Um, yesterday, Connor Joe got traded to the Pirates. Connor Joe used to be a Padre killer, to be honest. But I believe he had issues with cancer and his, his like, just his stats fell off from it, which is sad, but unfortunate for him. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, that's kind of about it with Connor Joe. Um, a couple of other signings, nothing really crazy recently, to be honest. You know, the offseason's kind of slowing down. You're going to hear names trickle off the board. Um, but the most interesting thing for me right now is one of my interesting names, maybe because I'm a Padres fan, is Brandon Jury. I really like Brandon Jury. I don't know what it is about him. When he changed his swing, he changed his swing to like Mike Trout swing and it's worked out. And, you know, an MLB agent I was talking to who's a special advisor to the Reds, he he said, yeah, Brandon Jury's a fucking stud, man. Like this guy's a stud now. He's certified. He's trying to go out and get this huge payday and it looks like the numbers aren't really aligning, but he's an interesting name. Uh, a lot of teams interested in him, Brewers, Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Padres, one AL Central team, I believe. I don't know off the top of my head, but that's that's a lot of interesting names, you know? Absolutely. He's an interesting fellow for sure. I love him in Cincinnati. So hopefully he finds a true home, gets a couple years, maybe a few years. Doesn't have to move around a lot. <laughs> he used to mush my bets when he was in Cincinnati. I would take I would take the spread against Cincinnati and man, he would just mush it. I don't know what he was good there. I don't know. He was he was like literally um oh my god, we almost missed the biggest move of the day. Mark Canna. Did Mark Canna just sign? No, he signed a little bit ago. Oh um, uh is it Mark Canna or is the catcher? What's his name? The catcher uh oh uh, Omar Narvaez to the Mets. No, no, no. It's the A's catcher, Sean Murphy. That's what I was thinking of, yes. The yeah, Sean yeah. Murphy trade. This is... Uh, I'll start out talking about this. I am very invested in this trade, and I was very invested. Because the trade makes no fucking sense, dude. It makes zero sense. Let's just put this into perspective. Sean Murphy won a gold glove this year. He had like an 800 OPS, really good catcher, top five catcher in the league. And the A's went, hey, we're going to trade this guy away. Okay, that's fine. They got offered Brandon Donovan, Lars Newtbar, and Dylan Carlson and said no. Instead, they decided, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get Freddie Tarnock, Manny Pena, Robert Salinas, Estuary Ruiz, and Kyler Murray for (laughs) Kyler Murray, Kyler Muller for Sean Murphy. Kyler Muller is solid. Like he's a. He's a top prospect. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else. Estuary Ruiz was part of the Josh Hader trade. And this is where things get even more confusing to me. Okay. Right. So they, they, now the Braves have three catchers on their roster. Right. This is where it doesn't make sense to me. One of them being William Contreras, who has plenty of years of control, who's young, who's a stud, who's an all-star. And they're like, you know what? finish this trade off we're gonna trade William Contreras to the Brewers and the Brewers are gonna send Estuary Ruiz to the A's they just traded Estuary Ruiz for William Contreras like that makes zero sense to me I was like I was like holy shit Willie Adamas is gonna go to the Braves Willie Adamas is getting traded to the Braves like 
Like that's the only thing that makes sense to finish this con this trade, and then it just finished. It made zero sense to me. Any team that could give up an Estuary Ruiz lever player and get William Contreras back is a genius. It is one of the worst trades I've ever seen in baseball history. Brewers won. Yeah, the Brewers. The Brewers definitely won. It was a three-team trade. The Braves. I think the Braves probably lost. I mean, the Braves gave away just like a couple prospects for an upgrade they didn't really need. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. They didn't really need Sean Murphy. It was nice to have them, but they didn't really need him. Yeah. But, well, yeah, man. Tough trade. Baseball, baby. The trade at least the trade market's opening up. That's that's the good sign. I just want baseball to be back, dude. <laughs> You're missing baseball right now? Me too. Yeah. It's making me sad. <laughs> yeah. Too much football, too much basketball. I agree. I miss baseball right now. But we got to get through it every single year, right? Yeah. Happens. It's true. Um, what do you think the Dodgers are going to do? Gavin Lux is currently their starting shortstop. They're going to do absolutely nothing. They're going to either... I think what they're going to do is wait for the trade deadline. And they're going to get someone from the Marlins. Who would that be? Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm at the trade deadline. What yeah. what makes you think that Chisholm has a lot of control? Marlins are uh, going to be uh, dummy dumb dumbers, like I like to say. <laughs> um, but no, they're just going to expect to be a competitive team this year. They're going to suck cock. And they're like, hey, we kind of have to move some people around before we got to start paying them, you know. And I think Chisholm might be that one. Well, the interesting thing about it is They've they want to trade Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm's young, controllable, but he's kind of a diva. He's like an Antonio Brown almost. Yeah, that, that's always been my comparison in my head for him. He, he's he's a, great, he's a great baseball player, but he wants to do things on his agenda. And unfortunately, if you want to be part of a winning team, and if you want to get paid, and if you want to do all these things. Listen, they're going to tell you, you want $250 million, $200 million, you need to shut the fuck up and play baseball. That's unfortunately yeah. how it works. That yeah. is just the truth. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, that's just the rules. I'm Like, Jazz Chisholm's made some antics that's just been embarrassing to the Marlins organization last year. I remember one thing where he tweeted out he wasn't going to play in a game. That's the biggest thing to me. If, if Mike Trout did that, people would freak. You know yeah. what I mean? That man's the most professional, professional baseball player you'll ever see. I don't know. I don't know what some someone's got to get in Jazz's ear. It'll happen at some point. Yep, you know, it's a hot take for sure. What I just said, but hey, whatever. Let's let's make a hot yeah, take. Yeah, you gotta love throwing out hot takes. Why not? Speaking of other hot takes, um, I have another hot take here. The Padres are going to trade for Luis Arias. That's my hot take. It's not really a hot take. I can see it happening. Who yeah. they get rid of? That's, that might be the hot take. Ha Song Kim. Oh. Ha Song Kim is the... If, I need some more. If you trade away Luis Arias and you trade Kim in a prospect, the odd man out is going to be Kim in that situation because Kim is playing second base right now. 
Arise is a first baseman. If you put Arise at first, you just put Cronenworth back at second. That's it. Issue solved. Xander at short, Machado at third, Soto in left. God, kill me, Grisham in center. <laughs> um, and in right field, Tatis. That's all you have to do. Who's DHing? Right now, David Dahl. It should, dude, it should just be fucking Tatis, bro. I said they should probably DH Tatis, and I got shunned, I would say. Shunned is a nice way to put it. I was like, you know what? Maybe they should DH Tatis. And they're like, you don't pay so-and-so this amount of money to DH. Well, you know what? He signed the contract. Let's do what works best for the team. And I think DHing Tatis would be one of the better situations. You can also you can also trade Grisham away if you sign Conforto. I completely forgot David Dahl is a part of the San Diego organization. What? Yep, we signed him a week or two ago to a minor league contract. He kind of fell off the ropes, man. He used to be someone. And he just didn't play last year. That's that's the thing. Oh, he didn't play because he was in the minors. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. He used to be really impressive, man. Yeah, well, he sucked dick in uh, 2020, and that's when it started falling apart. Yeah, that's unfortunate for him. Uh, another signing we forgot to mention, Brandon Nimmo. Big signing there. Um, whatever whatever the Mets want, they get. So they decided they wanted to get bring Brandon Nimmo back, so they brought Brandon Nimmo back. They just got to figure out how to win ball games. That's it. In the playoffs. That's It'll happen at some point. Yeah, well, we keep paying for it, right? At some point, they'll figure it out. They're on pace to figure it out. We've been waiting for it since uh, Dylan Batances signed. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Dylan Batances retired this year. That's another name I haven't heard in a long time. Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz. It's like, oh, my God, this is a great fucking team. Well, we're here in 2023, almost. Mets, come on. Mets fans are cursed. The organization's cursed. The biggest thing I will say is, and this is my personal opinion when it comes to baseball, it does not matter how much money you have in the world, you cannot buy a team in baseball. You have to have some farm system to start, develop, and rebuild. All organizations need to do it. Think of the most dominant team in baseball right now, the Houston Astros. What have they done? They rebuilt their whole entire organization. They changed their whole MO. Altuve homegrown. I'm not saying you have to hold on to these homegrown guys. Like, yeah, the Padres definitely could have hold on to Mackenzie Gore and James Wood. And these guys would have been superstars. But when the opportunity arises to trade for a Juan Soto, you trade for a Juan Soto. You got to have a group of guys that are going to be together for multiple seasons for it to work. And the Mets don't have that camaraderie right now. It's like one year, this guy's here. Okay, well... Now Bassett got traded around this time last year to the Mets, and now he's gone. Um, Brandon Nimmo wants a two-year contract. Eduardo Escobar, two-year contract. Like they, they need to add guys that are going to be young and will be around for a while. Yes, they have Brett Beatty. Yes, they have Francisco Alvarez. But besides that, they do not have any young talent. Pitching-wise, everyone right. like the average starter in their rotation is probably 35 to 36. Like I'm not being funny. Verlander, Scherzer, Carrasco. Those guys are old. Yeah. 
it's just it's just how it works in baseball. Baseball is a funny sport where you can't buy a championship. You can buy a championship in basketball. You can buy a championship in football, but baseball, for whatever reason, you cannot. I'm actually interested in seeing the average age of the Mets rotation. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, good question. Okay, so oh, it's only telling me date of birth. It's going to make it a lot harder. Quintana, they signed Quintana as well. Quintana's old. Um, is he like 38 36 Quintana no Quintana's like 34 okay no this isn't doing a good uh, this is really not doing well mm-hmm. okay so Verlander's 40 Scherzer's 38, Quintana's 33, Carrasco's 35, and then they have options of Miguel and Peterson, who are 28. That's pretty crazy. I, I don't think I've ever heard of a rotation being that old. Well, let's see if it works. I'm interested. It didn't, that, but that's what I mean, like... That rotation outside of Miguel is probably going to be gone in three to four years, max. Right. Well, Sanga signed for five years, so I shouldn't say that. I forgot they signed Sanga. Sanga is 29. So Sanga is the youngest in the rotation at 29. That's pretty crazy. Thanks. Um, besides Sanga, they're, they're all going to be gone in three, four years, max. Verlander's done when his contract's over. Scherzer's probably done when his contract's over. Um, Carrasco's, they're trying to trade Carrasco right now, so I won't say anything. When Quintana's contract's over in two years, he's probably done at 35, 36. Like, it's, these are old, like, uh, if I'm the GM of the Mets, I know we're really diving into the Mets here and really taking blows at them. If I'm the GM of the Mets, I'm going to go up to Steve Cohen and we go, listen, Steve, I understand you want to win now, and I understand that you want me to go out and I'll spend every penny that you want me to spend to make this happen, but it's just not realistic in baseball to buy a team and win. We need to develop a young, young, younger squad, give it one to two years. I'm not saying they have to fully like give into a rebuild, but I don't think they have a top pitching prospect. And we're talking about how the youngest guy in their rotation is 29. No, it's it's bad. It's pretty bad, but a lot of work to be done there for the future. Maybe they have some guys coming up that we just don't know about. I mean, I can check, but I'm pretty sure their rotation, their their farm system is pretty dry. They still have Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez, who are supposed to be really good. I think Brett Brady's good. I don't know about Francisco Alvarez. Um, okay. Their first round pick last year was their third ranked prospect, Kevin Parada, uh, who's a catcher. Let's see. Let's see the first. The first pitcher is 21 in single A, and his name's Blake Tide uh Tidwell. He's solid. He's solid. He was he was the second round pick last year. That's their youngest guy. And his his ETA, this pitcher's ETA is 2025. So they they don't have a prospect who's a pitcher expected to come up till twenty twenty five. 
Jesus. That's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes, they have the number one prospect in baseball. Francisco Alvarez is the number one prospect. But I just, I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, I'm looking at the prospect list right now. One's Francisco Alvarez. Two's Gunnar Henderson. Three is Corbin Carroll. Four is Grayson Rodriguez. And like I said, with the rebuilding thing, the team with the best farm system right now is the Orioles. And look what team's taking a turn right now, the Orioles. They're going to be really exciting. Volpe is uh, expected to come up this year. I know we talked about him earlier in this episode. Jordan Walker and our buddy Marcelo Mayer, seventh. Yeah. <laughs> Good for Marcelo, man. Good for Marcelo. Uh, and I, that we played him when he was playing for East Lake. It's like, Jesus Christ. Hide <laughs> that yeah. game. Ugh. It's crazy. Freeze. Him and uh, Keone Cavaco. Yeah. I don't even know what, what's up with Keone nowadays. Let me search him up. It's true. Yeah. What the hell is he doing? He's been weird in the minor leagues. I wonder if he, so he's, yeah, he's still, uh, we'll go at it. yeah, he's still, he's, oh, he's only in single A, man. Oh no, that's not good. I mean, but he, he to be fair, it was kind of a weird setup for him because, oh yeah, that's not good. I'm looking at his numbers right now. His strikeout count, dude. Ugh. He hasn't hit above 233. 22 walks, 138 strikeouts. Oh, boy. Let's see where he's ranked in the Twins farm system. I would not say top 30. Oh, he's probably top 30. I disagree. He's That's 30th. Not... Oh, well, there. But we're kind of on the same. I'm on the same page, kind of. I don't have a... Their farm system is so backed up because Royce Lewis was supposed to come up and then he tore his ACL. True, true, true. I mean, oh, that's right. They drafted Brooks Lee as well. Dude, so let me put this into perspective. Brooks Lee was drafted this year and he's already in double A. He which is, is really fast. Phenomenal. That is, that is really fast. Yeah, but I don't even I see. Can we even find – I guess, I don't know. It seems like the farm system for the Twins, looking at it right now, is it's kind of slow. Like, their farm Audit system – Relief pitchers. Well, it seems like it's just kind of developing slowly. Well, I guess they're just right-handed pitching, I'm going to say. That's crazy. All right, well, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> they, uh, they might lose Byron Buxton one of these days. From a trade. So we'll see. For example, this guy. Uh, that's weird. I can't. Uh, he must have signed as a. Uh, I don't know. That's weird. I'm trying to find out where some of the draft picks behind Keone are now in their farm system, but I can't find anything. A lot of these guys are from like 2017. Um, Dude, it's just crazy that 2019 12th rounds right here. Sean Mooney, 
This is the only other guy I can find. Um, well, they have Austin Martin as well. I forgot. Yep, Austin Martin's one of their top prospects. I think he's on the major league roster. And, oh no, still says he's a prospect. Yeah, he's double twelfth. Yeah, well, it's because he's just he's not moving up the chains a, a lot. And uh, low batting average, looks like not many home runs, low PS. So it's mainly his fielding, I guess. Brooks Lee's really been impressive, I guess. Dude, and this man does not strike out, Mr. Austin Martin. He just does not strike out. No, he doesn't. Great contact. Yeah. When you strike out 55 times in 92 games, I think you're doing something right. Yeah. So we might see him at some point in 2023, but it'll be late. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. It says, talking about Kivako, uh, the right-handed hitter continues to show glimpses of the raw tools that made him a first-round pick in the first place. He's still learning how to tap into him on a more consistent basis. Oh, that sucks. Unfortunate. Very. Who's your youngest guy? Jose Rodriguez, 17, rookie ball at 289. We're just, dude, this is so great. We're talking about big time signings, Carlos Rodon, Carlos Correa. And now we're just looking at the farm system of the Minnesota Twins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're like, "Eh, let's talk about these twins. let's, Let's look at the youngest guy. Oh, yeah. Jose Rodriguez, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What other? We need draft. When you get drafted, signed. Oh, he signed January. International signing. Shit! No. Oh. No. 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 Podcast. <laughs> Talk to you later, sir. Uh... <laughs> oh God, that's gonna be awesome for the podcast. Uh, someone texted me in the middle of it too. I gotta text him saying, "Hey, just give me a sec." Um. Yeah, there's not not a lot of interesting things to discuss currently. Um, we're still the offense, the offense, the off season's kind of slowing down, but uh, we'll continue to drop once a week episodes regarding what's going on. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this episode up? It's going to emphasize the. I'm going to try to figure out where the hell uh, Carlos Rodon's beard's gonna go but, it's gonna go off his face i don't know what you're talking about no but where's it gonna be like it's gonna be down a, sa- a shower drain but what part of new york is it gonna be at that's the question <laughs> not flushing oh actually it'll be in spring training first shaving it or no i don't know where's the shaved it by now? Hmm. do you think you shaved it off by now you had to have Okay, I think that's a good point to end the episode. Um, Thank you guys for watching, everyone. Make sure to check out our Twitters, YouTube, everything. His is J-Rob Central, mine is Fame Fryer. Thanks for watching, everyone. See ya.